On today's episode, we discuss Jared's experience at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on opening day. This is episode 224 of the Capture the Magic podcast. is brought to you by our friends at Capture the Magic Vacations. Disney World and Universal Studios are some of the best vacation destinations in the world, but that doesn't mean they're easy to plan for. Without proper planning, your long-awaited trip can quickly become overwhelming. That's where Capture the Magic Vacations can help. They can take care of everything from hotel bookings and park tickets to fast pass planning and dining reservations. There's no charge to you for using their services, so head on over to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic and request a quote with promo code CTMP to receive a free gift with your vacation booking. So again, that's CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Jamie Lee, and I am joined by my husband, fresh back from Florida, Jared Lee. Hello, Jared. Fresh fresh squeezed, fresh. just like the orange juice. Fresh off the plane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like this like the I yeah, I literally I think I've been home for uh maybe two hours at this point, two or three hours. So yeah. Well the three hours. Yeah. So Somewhere we're just gonna there. go ahead and record right now. Oh, it's fresh in my mind, so I figured yes, it is. now especially with me, I will it's like memento. I will just slowly start forgetting things if I don't jot them down and record them. So Yes, and yeah. we will be doing a, the next couple of Monday shows about your trip, correct? The next few, yeah, a bunch. A so bunch of we've got like, <laughs> So we've got food and wine. We have... Um, Halloween party. Halloween party, restaurant reviews, uh, just tons of stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. lots and lots of stuff uh, from this trip. So Hotel reviews yes. as well, yes. Yes, it's a very, 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 very busy trip. Very busy. Yes. I am exhausted. Like I had a good time. I did miss you, of course. Well, yes, I also miss you. And it was you. weird being at Disney without you, because I'd never Good. been. Di- I'd never been at Disney without you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so it was fun, but yeah. a little, it was different. But uh, but you had a good time, just very tiring. And uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's quite okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was the that was the first time without me, and you got to stay at hotels that I've never stayed at. But that was because of Nate, right? Well, yes. Uh, now, now, good friend from DVC Duo, Nate, Nathaniel Bishop the Third, as I like to call him. <laughs> but his name is not Nathaniel. It is. It's not. It is now. <laughs> okay. He doesn't realize. I told him Nathaniel Bishop the Third sounds. What is it with you changing people's names? I'm like not Jeremy's it. middle name. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just helping. It's, it's more regal. You know, what I mean? it, it sounds more professional. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Nate is wow. a DVC member, and he came down with us. So if you guys saw the live streams and stuff like that, like we were doing stuff with him the whole week, which. Nate is hilarious and awesome, and uh, <laughs> you should go check out dvcduo.com. They got really good content. But So I stayed with him. So we stayed at the Wilderness Lodge, stayed at Copper Creek, and then we stayed at Boardwalk, which is one of my like Disney bucket list items, to stay at Boardwalk. So mm-hmm. did that, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. So and Boardwalk is good for what we're talking about today because it's walking distance to Hollywood Studios. Which is where Galaxy's Edge is, is what we are discussing. Rumor has it it's there. Yes. 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 Well, before we get to talking about Galaxy's Edge, we want to remind everybody to check out some of our other shows on the network. We've got Diz Dudes every Wednesday with Jared and Jeremy. Um, what was this this week? This week was a little weird, right? This past week? 
Um, yes. Yeah. So we recorded in their Jeremy and Rhonda's hotel room. Okay. We did a live stream. We still did a live stream from there, but okay, that's what um. It was. Oh, what was the topic? It's such a long week. I can't remember what we talked about. And my brain's frazzled from flying all day. Um, I know we had an episode. It was good. <laughs> okay. I can't remember exactly what it was off the top of my head. I apologize. My point was saying that even if you're at Disney, you're still going to get an episode out. So Yes. Yeah. We, we got... Yeah, I don't think we missed any shows. The the, the Friday show for us is a little late, but yeah. it, it still yeah. got out there. And, he, you know, he mentioned live stream. So they do live stream to Club 32 um, before they release the episode to the public so you, if you get that you know ctmvip.com is where you can sign up to be a club 32 member if you are interested in receiving perks like that and many others yes and you can also check out main street magic that's tuesdays and fridays well thursdays now right lately we've what, been in we new shows on fridays we have i haven't determined which day we're going to do for new shows but as of lately it's been mondays and fridays for us and then yeah. tuesdays and thursdays for main street magic okay gotcha and that's jeremy and Rhonda. And we also have on this channel Trip Tales, which is in hiatus right now. I'm going to be recording some more episodes this month that will be released in October. Um, but I am always looking for people to be a guest on my show. So if you're, you know, if you're interested, please send me an email, jamie at ctmpodcast.com. Um, if it for some reason some people have trouble sending it to my email, it's because so, yeah, the spam settings on the email are out of control, so it kicks okay. them back. So if you do send an email, we don't hear you don't hear back from us, or it comes back. Um, send it. Actually, I'm gonna create a new email. It'll be capture the magic podcast at gmail.com, and it'll be like the default one if the other ones don't work. Okay. Until I get the spam. I'm trying to get the spam filters where that doesn't do that, but it's... it's So, capturethemagic at gmail.com or jamie at ctmpodcast.com. Yes. Because I do get some of them. Right. It, it's... The, the reason identifying Disney emails as, like, spam, which it's not. <laughs> so it's, Okay. Well, it's just turned go. up a little... T- it's a little too strong. Yeah. And if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, um, we would love for you to do that and leave us a review. Um, that would be wonderful. So... Yes. That's all the housekeeping I have. So you wanna you wanna talk about some GE Galaxy's Edge? You know, there's nothing else I'd rather do, Jamie. Oh, that's great. Let's you, move on, Jerry. You too can have. I don't know. what's gonna do. <laughs> you too can go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So Galaxy's Edge opened what day? It opened on Thursday, so it was August 29th. Okay. And you guys had planned on doing this months before, but yes. it kind of got. You know, you weren't expecting to be so soon. We were, we were thinking it was December, and then they right. sprung it on. Oh, it's in August. Right. So yeah. We, well, original the original plan is we were going to be at a D23. Right. And then when they moved this up to August 29th, we scrapped D23 and decided to, to cover the uh, the opening yeah. for that. So. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing that made this week interesting was the hurricane coming. Which made the whole week weird. There's a hurricane coming. Right. You got to say well, it like that. Well, originally when I got in, I think it was supposed to make landfall like on Wednesday or Thursday. And then it kept slowing down. And so the whole week was, which I'll talk about in another episode, was interesting because of that. Because you got this hurricane coming, plus a yeah. holiday weekend, plus Galaxy's Edge, plus food and wine opening. It's mm-hmm. just, it was a whole thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I have some questions to ask you. You mind if I start? Go right ahead. All right. I'm here to answer all your inquiries. So, generally speaking, don't give me any specifics. Okay. What was opening day like? Opening day, so it feels like it was two weeks ago. 
<laughs> so one of the things about it was Disney never came out and said like people kept asking like I had people DMing and asking and, and you know and by the way anybody we ran into in the parks that came up and said hello or we love the show thank you so much uh, it was it's awesome getting to talk to people so um, but there were some people that came up and they literally said hey what time is Galaxy's Edge opening when we get when can we get in line Disney never said they never came out and said you can get in line this time the only reports we ever got was some people like you know my dad had said and other people that we knew were cast members that buses were going to start anywhere from 3 to 3.30 in the morning. Okay. They also had said the police and Disney said that anybody that was in line before 2 a.m., they were essentially going to kick them out for trespassing. So they weren't letting wow. people in. So essentially to me, like even the night before, we had dinner at Via, apparently it's called Via Napoli, not Napoli. I didn't. It's not Napoli. They said it's Napoli, is what they said. Via Napoli. Yeah. So okay. we. Were, it actually sounds a little more Italian. It so does okay, sound a little more credit. Italian. Okay. So we were at dinner, and we sorted like, "What time are we going to get there?" And honestly, part of it was just I don't know a little bit of gut. So knowing we had just found that out about Disney, like saying nobody before two a.m. like we're going to kick you out. It's going to be trespassing. I was just like, let's just get in line at three a.m. and just whatever happens like if we're way behind on that it's like okay but i don't i didn't feel like we would be so we decided to nate and i were get woke up at 2 30 a.m because we were at boardwalk jeremy and Rhonda were at riverside so they had to come over to boardwalk and we walked over there together so we got up at 2 30 in the morning <laughs> um the, the the advantage is with a newborn i'm used to not much sleep so three i got three hours of sleep so i was we're fine i was a pretty okay um <laughs> Nate was actually pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, we got up. Obviously, dark. Um, which I will say, at 2.30 in the morning, it's kind of cool in the boardwalk. Kind of like got that mm-hmm, hazy fog. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Insanely. It was more humid in the at nights and early in the mornings than it was during the day, though. It was really weird. Like, okay. insanely humid. So, we walked over. Um, and if you ever walked that path from boardwalk to Hollywood Studios, there's that overpass right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Disney stopped the line at the overpass okay so when we got in line we were probably uh 50 yards back from the front okay that's not bad so we weren't the first but we were for sure one of the earliest and then behind us it lined up a ton wow so but at this point we had no clue as to how long i mean we we honestly were assuming well we're just going to stand here for hours uh, because we knew the land opened at six. Right. We had sort of guessed and talked, and I'm like, I think they'll open it up earlier. Because they did that for like Hollywood or for uh, Toy Story Land. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're probably going to yeah. open up earlier, but we didn't know that for sure. So we're in our heads, we're like, we well, may be staying in line for three hours. So that's, it's whatever. So that was kind of for a little bit, we just stood there without, and that was the weird part. We didn't, we didn't know because Disney hadn't said anything. So you're just kind of in the dark. Okay, so they stopped you, and how long did you wait for? I think, I'm trying to think. It was either, I believe it was 345-ish, and we heard people cheering, and then the line <laughs> the line started moving. Okay. Um, and at this point, we hadn't seen any cast members. We just, you could see people in front of us a little bit. Okay, so but you knew they were there. We knew they were there, yeah. and then as you're walking towards security... They had get cast members lining it up, saying like okay. "Welcome" and what you know what's going okay, on. Okay, so three forty-five. Okay, so when you got to the front of the park, 
What was the crowd like? So I was expecting, um, you know, my, my old theory is when you get people in large groups, they don't usually, uh, they usually behave a certain way. <laughs> um, <laughs> the crowds were really not bad. So you had some people, when you go out near security, that, that started like running, like trying okay. to, and, and I, it was kind of silly because I'm like, well, what are you going to gain? Like 10 spots or something like that. So anyways, it was a little chaotic, a, a little bit, because I think a lot of it was anticipation and people just excited. So we got in line for security. Um, so once you got through security, which took, I don't know, 10 minutes, then you stood in line to get into the park. Okay. Now from that point, we were in our line. We were probably like 25 people back. So we were okay. pretty close to the front, but you, they were, you're all gathered up. So the one thing that they did with it, like in this point um, is when it was really, really organized, I will say, because from this point, ev- basically every 30 minutes we moved forward. Okay. So we were 30 minutes and then they started, they didn't use the turnstiles. They actually had cast members with the, the iPads that were scanning bands. And that was more efficient for this? It was quicker. Okay. It was much quicker because they didn't okay. do the fingerprint. Okay. They were just scanning bands. Okay. So, go into the park, and then you line up on Sunset Boulevard. So, before you even got to the Galaxy's Edge, you're already waiting in line four times. Yes. <laughs> it was basically, okay. uh, hurry up, wait in line. Hurry right. up, wait in line. So, right. yeah. Then we're lined up on, on Sunset Boulevard for about 30 minutes. Okay. And then, they come over the loudspeakers, and then we start moving, and they start moving us back to Galaxy's Edge. And at this point, it's... They put it somewhere around four thirty ish, I think. Okay. At this point, somewhere around there. Um Yeah, and so we go if you you go to the left and you start going down there, they take you down to Grand Avenue to the entrance of Galaxy's Edge, and then we stop there again. So from when we got down there, we were maybe again like fifty yards from the entrance. So we were pretty close. Uh Okay. So, okay, give me, like, one word to describe opening day. Just one word. Um, exciting. It really was okay. exciting. I was – so I'm not the type of person that typically, like, I don't really enjoy large crowds. Uh, I'm. You're not going to find me, like, going – you know, when Apple releases new product, I'm not going to line up, you know, days before to go get it. So this is the first time I'd really ever done anything like this, to, you know, to cover it for the shows and, and stuff like that. Um. It was there was an excitement. It really was. It was, it was really it was really cool. The crowd was actually like really really calm. There was nobody pushing forward. Like I was yeah. I was concerned about people trying to push forward and you know stuff like that. But it never happened. Crowds were good. People were courteous. Like good. really, it was. And Disney, I will say, handled it flawlessly. Good. Except for one thing, which I'll talk about. The only thing they kind of goofed on, which they did quick fix very quickly, but everything else they really. It was very well planned out. Okay. Well, we can come back to that. Yeah. Okay. So you get into the land, and um, how, how far were you from, like, the the gates or whatever? About 50 yards from the from the entrance of, of, the Galaxy. of Galaxy's Okay, Z, so yeah. still. So you stayed about 50 yards the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so you get into the land. Yeah, so they make it up. So we, they, we start following people. Mm-hmm. We go in. And there's they have cast members lining up. Like, it was weird. They're, like, cheering us. and yelling. But it was, like, management. I think they were just wanting to see all the people coming. But they made it where you could only go toward, essentially, Smuggler's Run. Gotcha. They're kind of guiding gotcha. you in. 
um, which we didn't know. So my first time going in there, it was dark. But I didn't. Yes, there was no the sun wasn't up yet. So right. So dark. I didn't really know where they were putting us at first. Jeremy had been in there a couple of times, so he mm-hmm. kind of knew where we were going. Yeah. Um, first impressions. It is huge. It's huge. It is a huge land. Um, it is Avatar on steroids. Oh. If you want to put it that way, it's much bigger than Avatar, and everything's built to scale. There's no like. Right. Eyeline tricks where it looks bigger. Oh, it's not, no force perspective. Right, or it is literally the size they built it is the size it is it is huge, and you can tell like it's, you know, you legitimately feel like you're somewhere else. And that's when great. you're in there, the sight lines, you can't see anything outside of it. That's that's awesome. Like because awesome. you're almost like you're down in a pit. Is and the detail is what people said it was. It's going to be just oh, it's so amazing. The detail and everything was amazing it really was i mean from the the railings looked old trash cans <laughs> looked old you can see blaster holes in the walls is like, it more detailed than pandora yes yeah i believe so well again with star wars like this is like a battle-worn place kind of like there's been battles here the, sure. the first orders come um i think the detail is above and beyond pandora okay. i do um, and it, it really was like you're in a spaceport that's had a battle and there's, you know, the first order has come and things like that. Yeah. There's, I mean, I don't really know the whole backstory with the land, but I'm sure it's like the first order to. just showed up and yeah. they're, yeah, it's, it's like, a, basically it's just like a, a, a port of entry almost. Oh, that's, that's the way right. to look okay. at the place. Yeah. Okay. So you get into the land, you're kind of looking around going, Oh my gosh. Yeah. What did you, I'm assuming you did, what did you do first? So this is the only hiccup we had. So we get, and they, they, they basically push you to the front of the ride, which is Smuggler's Run. Now they didn't say until we got to the front, they said, you're free to roam the land if you would like, but they pushed everybody to the front there because I think they assumed everybody's going to want to get in line for Smuggler's Run, which is the Millennium Falcon ride. Um, so at that point, so when you're going in there, the interest of the ride is right in front of you, but the line to get into it was like wrapping around. Okay. So we had to, so at that point there were some people just wanted to roam around, but they didn't really let that be known until you got really deep in. So then you have the crowd behind you. Mm, so okay. people that didn't want to ride the ride had to like push up back against the crowd. And then we wanted to get in line. So we had to kind of go back against the crowd to get into the line. Why do that? I don't know. That was the only thing that I really felt I kind of goofed on. Um, but they fixed it because within five to 10 minutes after that, they had cast members lining things up and making it super organized. Okay. So that was really the only snafu the whole morning was that. But I bet they were just trying to get people in the land. I think they were. And I think maybe it was just one of those things like, oh crap, we, you know, whatever it was. But again, so the wait set at that point, like 90 minutes for us, it wasn't 90 minutes. I think we waited like 45 ish. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Um, now I, I I'm interested in the ride. I don't want you to give too much away for people that haven't experienced it yet. Okay. But what did you think of it? What do you think of Smuggler's Run? Uh, so first off, the Millennium Falcon is amazing. Awesome. It looks real. Well, yeah. Like it looks like it's gonna take off, and it sits there and makes noise like it's trying to take off every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, he you sent me a video. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and like it some breaks. <laughs> Um, so it legitimately looks like it could take off. Like if, if it one day just took off, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. So, um, the, the queue is very cool. So not the opening day, but we went back a couple more times. The play Disney app where you can do stuff in it is actually very, very cool. Mm -hmm. It is a great way for kids to be in that line and not be bored because there's tons of stuff to you use. You take pictures of codes, 
barcodes, all kinds of stuff, and there's games. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff to do. So kids are pretty much entertaining this thing the whole time. And adults. <laughs> right. When I was playing with I was trying to figure it out. And yeah. So that part was cool. Um, yeah. The, I mean, the queue was – it's interactive inside. There's another part. I think it's a hyperdrive that's up there that makes noise as well. There's stuff from Solo when they're like the game they play in Solo. There's a little board oh, thing down yeah. there. Um, yeah, the detail's amazing. So obviously – you eventually get into the Millennium Falcon, which was re- that was awesome. It was yeah. I, it, that part was, yeah. I mean, you've seen videos probably of it. It's 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 really cool. It Looks really like is. you're flying. The yeah. Falcon. The only complaint I have about it is that process of. So essentially, it's supposed to be like you go in there and they go, oh, you can run. They give you like a, you got two pilots, two gunners, two engineers. So each person has a role. Each person has a role. Okay. So there's six people total that ride, and you have a group. So they group you in. And so uh, the first time we went, Nate and I were pilots. So you go in there, and they're like, roam around, take pictures, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to kind of be like a, a virtual queue, sort of like if you've ridden like the Jimmy okay. Fallon ride. Yeah. Similar to that. But you don't, especially opening day. They were pushing people through quickly opening day. Mm-hmm. Like they were just like, okay, get in, go. Or they were trying to get you to go quick. Sure. So we got like a picture at the chessboard thing that they play in the ship. Um, but then all of a sudden they'll like call your group and it's a number. So I think we were purple. So within like two minutes, like purple, we're like, Oh, okay. So we didn't really get a chance to like look around. So that part of it is, I don't think they've figured out how many people to let. Cause it's not a big area either. So they can't let a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. So if you do go in here, just know you're not going to have a lot of time to look around. So if you want to take pictures or video, you got to do it really quick. So they'll then call your number or your group. Sorry, your, your color and they'll line you up and tell you, Here's your role, whatever, and then they escort you to like the ship. Yeah, so they come up and then and you go into another little boarding room. There's a really quick video, um, and it, it's Hondu telling you. Sorry, I forgot. There's a part where you go in there and Hondu basically says, "Oh, you're gonna fly the Millennium Falcon," and then you go into the room where there's like the chess room and stuff like that. Okay. Well, yeah, no, not too much information right. here. So then, then you go into the ride and you ride the ride. But but what's but you you're talking about the flaw. It's a really cool ride. It really is. It's awesome. I'm personally, I'm too competitive for it because it's a lot of the ride, how good the ride is for you is who's piloting. Mm-hmm. So when Nate and I did it, 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 it is kind of sensitive. Like some of the controls are a little tough to get. I mean, you, you need to do it a few times to get good at it. But like the second time we went through it, we had a group of people and I understand, again, I understand Disney World's for kids and things like that. I understand that. But this is, the, this is my flaw about the ride in general. I think for a lot of people, possibly could be this. And I'm not the first person to bring this up. Is all of a sudden in our group was this like seven-year-old kid. No clue where this kid came from, by the way. He just showed up. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> uh, and he was pilot. And so everybody in our group, it wasn't just us. We were like, um, okay. So we get in there and, you know, he's a seven-year-old kid. He, he he had no clue. Like, he was asking me which way was straight, and I didn't know what to tell him because I'm like, I, huh? <laughs> so we fly it. He hits everything. So I was left and right. He was up and down. We were hitting everything. And it it does impact your enjoyment if you're competitive because I was getting a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. So I tried it yeah. again, and I went as an engineer this time. And, again, the people piloting didn't know what to do, and you're just hitting everything. Um, so – to me, that is the flaw in it, in that y- your ride satisfaction is based upon who's piloting. Yeah. I kind of think eventually they need to make it where 
you're not really that much in control of the piloting. Now, I know they changed okay. it because originally you could wreck the Falcon. Ah. And, and when you get done, you get credits. And I don't think the credits, I don't know what credits even do, but and okay. Honda will say like a ship assessment and stuff like that. But for me being really, really competitive, um, that I did find myself going through the second and third time like, that's a little frustrating. Like if you wait, like, you know, I can only imagine you wait four hours to ride and yeah. you get stuck as engineer and then you have like, you know, maybe two kids piloting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And I get it. Kids are Disney World. I'm not saying they shouldn't be. What I'm saying is it, in no other ride does that ever impact you except for this one. Right. So right. Okay. I, I don't know the fix of that, but that is something to keep in mind. Um, now, you can request to be pilot if you go through the regular line. and They usually will let you. Okay. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Okay. Just a reminder, there's no fast pass None. for this ride. So, At this point. There yeah. will be, though. It is set up for it. Okay. They have a spot. You can see it. I think they're okay. going to wait until Rise of the Resistance is done, and then they're going to do fast pass. Make that fast pass and Rise of the Resistance not? I think they're both going to have fast passes. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you liked it. Just that one little thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what did you do after the ride? Well, and so the one I would say you get done, and if you wreck the ship and do bad, when you get off of it, like lights are flashing, sparks are going, and the and the the cast members be like, "Oh, well, I mean, you could have done worse, I guess." And the, like it looks like you, it sounds like you wrecked it, like the ship sounds <laughs> like it's broken. Um, but so we got done opening day. We were off the ride by six oh five. Okay. So then at that point, uh, we went over to Ronto's Roasters because they have like these breakfast wraps. That's the quick service. Time, that is right? one of them. There one are two okay. and docking base seven. So okay. we went and got the wraps. Um, we tried. They had quick oats. They had a breakfast wrap and a regular wrap. So we tried those. Um, they were really good. They were really good. I liked the breakfast wrap best. The lunch wrap or the regular wrap wasn't bad. It had some coleslaw, but it was it was good. The <laughs> coleslaw, but it was good. <laughs> I'm not big on coleslaw, but it was good. I know. Um, the morning oats or the it was like some sort of oats with it was like. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Anyways, it had like oats with berry and stuff like that. Nobody liked it. It okay. was, it just wasn't quite um, texturally. It was really weird a little bit. So that was the least favorite. And we got coffee as well. So you can get coffee in there. Um, so we did that. We ate there. So I, w- I personally would recommend the breakfast one. I okay. think it's a little bit better, but okay. they're both really good. Okay. And tell me about um, the, um, what was the other one? Docking Bay 7? Docking Bay 7, yeah. yeah. So in there, they had a, it was a breakfast item. This is where they get the, you can have eat with sporks. Okay. Now they've solved the problem. You can't really steal sporks from here. They've done a pretty genius thing because they have cast members. The minute you're done with a the meal, they're like, "Can I take that for you?" Which is smart because the sporks are metal, and they were having that problem at Disneyland. They were stealing them. Oh. So. Why would you want to steal a spork? Because it's like a Star Wars item. It's like from the movies. Oh, okay. They're not Sorry. normal I, sports. They're, okay, I didn't understand yeah. that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they, they've kind of solved that problem because there would be really no way for you to really take it. Because the, the minute there's a lull and you're done, they'll come by and be like, oh, do you want me to take that for you? And so you don't even have to really put up your own tray. They do basically come by and get it for you. Wow. Um, okay. So from there they had a, uh, like a breakfast. It was like egg, sausage. Everything's kind of sausage-based, which I'm okay with. Okay, yeah. Egg, sausage, and some potatoes. Um, it was really good. It was like purple potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, who the? I will say the last. I mean, if you think about Pandora, Toy Story, and now Galaxy's Edge, all the quick service food items are really, really good. So they're up in their game. They're whoever is in charge of this aspect of things mm-hmm. has is doing a great job. Good, that's it's good. really, really good. That's and good. we we went back for lunch, and they had the 
um, the nip yip or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a salad. Mm-hmm. That also was really good. Oh, Jared doesn't usually like salads. So I, I can do salads. It was um, <laughs> it was salad with like chicken and some other stuff in it. Uh, even had some cauliflower in it. It was actually it was really it was like a curry ranch that was with it, but it was really really good. So okay. yeah, their quick service in there is good, and the prices for the quick service aren't terrible. It was ten to eleven dollars. It's about what you're gonna find anywhere in Disney okay. property. So That's good. Um, yeah, either one of those are not gonna go bad. But I think Ronto's I do like a little bit better because those wraps I think were. I would I would put the wraps above the other stuff I would say okay but Ronto's okay. had the biggest line there's the opening oh, day oh okay so what about the bloom and green milk did you have any of that we did so after that we got in line which at this point the land was the land was packed but again it is so big you did not feel like everybody was on top of you yeah because the walkways are so wide it is a very very big land so right. even though there's tons of people which we could see like there were news helicopters above us like they'll do that sometimes checking out the crowds so we were in line for the the milk probably for 30 minutes plus like there was a long line for it Mm -hmm. um we got the alcoholic versions of course which is with rum um which i think the rum helps it okay with the flavor but the blue is better to me at least for sure a little bit more berry um and they weren't bad it's not it's not a butter beer by any means in terms of flavor, okay, I don't think it's as good as that, but it, it's okay. Um, you know, you don't think it'll be as popular as butter beer? Like, I don't think it's going to become the thing that everyone says you have to get. Okay. It's not good enough for that to Got me. It. Like, butter beer is legitimately good, <laughs> and it's like I need to get butter beer. It's really, really good. You get the foam on top of it, all that stuff. It's not that. Again, it's not bad, but it's just not to that level. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, all right. Gift cards. There's a special gift card. Yeah. I, I didn't know this at the time, and Jeremy told me about it, and I know they sold out of these at Disneyland. So they have a gift card you can get that is a it's a special edition. Little, it's like a metal. Um, it's a it's heavy. I'll, I'll, I haven't showed it to you yet, but I'll show it to you. But it's a heavy, like, not a chip, but a small piece. It's like a, it looks like what you would call like a credit probably. You had to put at least $100 on it to get it. But essentially, you put $100 on you use it. You have like a free little thing, like a souvenir. Mm-hmm. But it was really, really cool. Okay. So you can go through and get So we got one of those before it sold out. And it's a nice little souvenir. So if you're going to spend Sweet. 100 bucks anyways in the land, which if you're going to do the droid thing or anything else, you're going to use 100 bucks. Once it's used up, then you have this little thing. I mean, you could reload it if you want to. But yeah. it gives you a little like souvenir you can take home. Sweet. It was really cool. And then they had... That we you could get that in the on the resistance uh, excuse me the first order side of things, okay. In their gift shop, I know it was in there. I don't know if it was in anywhere else. That's where we got it. Okay. Speaking of gift shops, how many places were there to buy things? Well, you could buy things all over the place. Um, <laughs> they had the gift shop on the first order side, and then there was the um, den of antiquities, which is like the high-end, like, the end stuff. you could get the movie quality lightsabers, all this stuff in there. Uh, okay. You get stuff in there. Like collector stuff? Collector stuff. Okay. And I talked to somebody um, uh, who kind of collects these things. Tom in the group. Uh, we ran into him. Club 32 member. Oh, uh, um, Tom Pilsen? Yes. Okay. He, uh, he said he collects those things. He said they were of really good quality, but they were a little bit smaller than what you would find as like a legit sort of movie replica or movie quality item. But okay. they had a lot of cool stuff in there. They really awesome. did. But you could get like every character's lightsaber. 
there were 150 anywhere from 120 to 150 dollars you could get them in there so i would like to go get one at some point yeah. i just didn't want to take it on the plane because by the way people walking around with those things those things were huge and long like I, that's what she said. <laughs> anyways, I wasn't going to go you there. You just set yourself Use, up for I know. But anyways, I'm they sorry. would have been a pain to lug around. It was bad enough, and we'll talk about it. I got a droid to carry that onto the plane. It's people staring at me, a, a grown man with a with a droid that's on the desk right here. We're recording. It's purple. <laughs> Jamie wanted purple, so she got purple. I wanted purple. Um, and, and so, yeah, they were, they were really big. Uh, in terms of because I didn't want to mess with that on a plane personally. Oh, I should say there was another gift shop area. Sorry, there was the one on first order side. They had the antiquities, and then there's a general marketplace area. And in there, they had a whole bunch of little shops you could go in and out of and get stuff. Never got about it. So it's like a bunch of a bunch of little shops in there. So they kind of had three places where you could get souvenirs. Right. Okay. So you guys did not do lightsabers. Correct? We did not do Sabi's workshop. So okay. we had reservations to do it. Um, I you know two hundred dollar price tag. I already knew we we're gonna have the droid. Mm. It was just gonna be a. Uh, it wasn't oh. that I would have done it. I really would have done it if it wasn't for how the the size of them and just yeah, lugging but, it around. And you also asked me which I preferred, and right. I said droid. <laughs> well, and I know for for us at home, like it's just gonna get broken, and it's just gonna sit around. Where the droid actually like bring it home. Like our daughter has been playing with it nonstop and running it into everything because she loves it. Oh yeah. Um, and I know so the droid to get more play. Eventually, I will get a lightsaber and I will do the experience. It's just at this point, time for one thing. We didn't have really much much time to fit it in, and I was like, well, and everybody would rather do the droids. So we did the droid. Okay. Um. So tell me about the droid building since we're talking about it. It was really, it was pretty cool. So you go in there, um, and, and by the way, we canceled our lightsaber reservation, no problem. And the girl said, you're going to make some people's day. Because there's a waiting line for people that didn't have reservations that are just basically waiting, which they, I think they were just waiting forever to get into places to do oh things. Oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, you go in there, you have a, your reservation, and you pay it first. So you go in there, like, what kind of unit do you want? You want a BB-8, you want an R2 unit. And then you pay, and you get like an extra, you can get, like, a carrying backpack if you want. That was $50. Jeremy got Ooh. one. Yeah. I didn't get one. Um, and so you, then you choose. Then you go, they have a conveyor belt that has all the parts that come down. And they get, they give you a bin, and it tells you the parts you need to grab. And, okay. you, and the, they've got people that help you. Um, one thing I will say, when I got it, so you get all your stuff, and then you go to there's an assembly area, and they assign you a station. There's numbers. And then you go assemble your droid, and then you know they've got people helping you, and then they will, quote, unquote, activate it for you. And mm-hmm. then your droid is alive and does stuff. And they show you how to work and everything. Um, so I got over there assembling it. And I saw that there were some scuff marks on it on the out- outer shell. So I oh. just took it back over there. And I was like, can I exchange this out? And they go, yeah, yeah, no problem at all. Like, So don't be – if you do this and you're spending $100 it's – to do this. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to basically like say, hey, like get a different one or something like that if it has scuff marks. So they were cool about it. They were fine with it. So – Good. Uh, you assemble it, and they kind of run through a little spiel. Um, you're really in and out doing it within like 10 to 15 minutes. Wow. It doesn't so take very long. Um, you can get – now, there's no discounts to do that part of it. They have the uh, – what do you, I guess you would call the personality chips that you can get, and there's like six of them. They do different things, and they've got little sound displays that will play it for you. Yeah. Those and all the accessories in the shop, you can get an AP discount with. Awesome. Just not on the droid. 
Okay. Um, they had a working R2 unit that actually moved around and interacted with you too. That's awesome. Because I literally, they said that I was sitting there looking at it and, and it all of a sudden moved at me. And I was like, whoa. And they said, talk to him. And I was like, hey, R2. And he beeps. And then I was like, oh I had my camera on. I go, can you smile? And he turned and went, me. And like, he's <gasps> smiling at you. But it literally, oh inter- my gosh. it like literally interacts with you. So it, if you're like a diehard Star Wars fan, you might <coughs> just fall over. Oh, it's happiness. awesome. Yeah, it really is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, they had a lot of stuff like shirts and anything else you'd want to you'd want to get in there but the droid i think at a hundred dollars i actually think the droid you know if you buy one of those that you can buy these outright i think around a hundred dollars to begin with but this way you can customize it you get to do the whole thing with it um and one thing that's kind of cool they they even tell you when you're carrying around like he'll interact with the land so you walk through certain points or there's another droid nearby they'll beep and bop and move around when you're carrying around because you'll feel them when you're walking around so they That's interact awesome. with stuff around you, which is kind of cool. Yay. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell me about Ogus. Ogus Cantina. Yeah, Ogus. Um, what was your experience with this? So we had reservations. So we got in there. Um, you have 45 minutes. Do you... Basically, standing room is better. So we had to we had to stay in the whole time. There is seating in there, but if you're just gonna sit down, they're gonna put other people with you. Okay. So it's kind of actually better to stand. So when you get in there, um, you know it's pretty quick and efficient, but it's really really small. It's really small and it's really loud. Okay. Um, drinks are expensive. I mean, like, you're talking like what expensive? Fifteen dollars plus for a any drink. Beer or whatever. A beer is sixteen seventeen dollars somewhere in there. Mixed drinks. So we tried a just a bunch of different drinks so my there was one that was like a white russian that was like kiwi flavored though that was the favorite of basically everybody's oh, okay. um it's i think that is the um i think it's like the b12 star trooper or something like that i can't remember the name of it exactly but it is really really good um mm-hmm. there's a the um uh what is that one it's supposed to be the fuzzy navel but it's fuzzy it's something else um I can't remember the name. I'm I, sorry. I'm jet lagged and my brain's not working. <laughs> but it it when you put it on your lips, it makes your mouth and your lips tingle. Oh, okay. Like it feels really really weird. That one was probably the second, and that kind of had some pineapple in it. Um, none of the pineapple. drinks were bad. Um, there was one that was like a um, had a Jedi name in it. Again, I I should have wrote these things down, and my brain's not working. Um, <clears throat> but it was the least favorite. It didn't have much of a like a flavor flavor to it. Um, but again, we did, there's a vlog on all this that will be coming out soon. And we did Ogas and I will remember all these things once I edit that. So those will be in there, but, uh, but Ogas is cool. Um, a lot of the drinks are pre-mixed. Um, the bartenders are really cool, but again, it's just, it's expensive and it's really loud, but it's a cool thing to experience. But honestly, once you've experienced it, I don't know, like, it's not a place to go hang out because you can't, oh, really? well, you can't be in there very long. Well, right now you can't. Right, I mean, right now you can't. Change. But it's just very loud in there. You said that. Yeah. <laughs> what was I'm saying? So it wouldn't be a place to, like you wouldn't want to go in there and like have conversation and just chill out and talk. Okay. It's not a lounge, like nomad no. lounge right. or a place like that. Like it's right. it's not that. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's. Uh, does it look like it's from the movie? It like, does. It, it looks, looks like, like it's from the movie. Okay. It does. And uh, our bartender was really cool. And, and Rhonda had recognized her. She used to be at Caribbean Beach. And she asked her, did you be at Caribbean Beach? And she was like, I, what is this place you speak of? And it, but 
because they don't get out of character ever. Oh my and that's gosh. one thing that's cool about the land or, or the cast member. She did say, oh, I've heard of that place before. I think I may have been there once. Was her name Natalie? I can't remember her name. Okay. Possible. Sorry. I just remember we met a Natalie at Caribbean Beach. It, it, it's possible. But, um, oh, it was her. Yeah. It was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was her. She listens to the show too. So, yeah. hey, Natalie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so she, yeah, they'll be like, oh, yes, I, I think I have been there in my journeys. And she was talking about this drink that we had. One of the drinks we had had tequila in it. Habana like, Cabana? Well, that's where she was before. I'm talking about Oh, you're talking about here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. so there was a drink that had tequila. And she's like, oh, Olga found this new thing called uh, tequila. Like, it's supposed to be really, really good. Like, they play it up really well about, like, being in character. Um, and, and something to keep in mind, talking about cast members, they all have a backstory. I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah. So you go up to any of them, and you're like, what's your backstory? Because Nate was doing that. He would go up to him and she'd be like, oh, like, when, in the droid plays, the, the woman was like, oh, my parents were killed on Tatooine. And I went here because of blah, blah, blah. Like, each one of them has a different backstory. And they'll talk That's about so it cool. and things like that. So, um, yeah. I mean, the cast members, it, it, it they all say um, – I wrote this down, what they said, because I, I didn't want to forget it. Uh, I know one of them is <clears throat> Bright Suns. Bright Suns and Rising Moons. So, at night, they'll say Rising Moons and Bright Suns. Okay. And they'll call you – like, they'll, you walk in, they're like, Bright Suns, travelers. Because it's like you're visiting – like, you're coming to Good the Good morning, planet. right? person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and like one of them, we said something about like, oh, there's a hurricane coming and she kind of smiled. She's like, I, we heard there's a storm on Batu that is coming. Like they, they don't break characters. That's something that that's interesting about that. But, I love it. Yeah. And I'm guessing these, these cast members are like tip, tip of the iceberg good. Like they're not going to, are they all, co- they're not college. Some were, some were younger. Program? Some were younger. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know if they're college program. Okay. I have no clue, but. Um, some of them, you know, there was a mix, but they all were really good. I think it's cream like of the crop. I think the cream of the crop is in here. That's it, awesome. it seems like, yeah. Good. Um, okay, so tell me about the entrances into the land. So, the the main entrance is between uh, Grand Park and Baseline Tab House. Yes. Okay, so you kind of go through there. Yeah. Uh, the other one is where? Toy Story Land. And where is that at? Is that where the big wall was near the bathrooms? Yes. Okay. That, that it's gone. Um, okay. That's the one thing. There were some people complaining about that because if you're once you're leaving, you can see in and see like buzz and places from Batu when you're leaving. But again, uh, you know, when you're in Fantasyland, you can see outside of Fantasyland. It, 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 they could plant some more trees. Right, and eventually <laughs> too, like I, I could see them doing a tunnel there. Like a tunnel there yeah. would solve the problem. Um, yeah. I didn't feel like it took much away. I mean, it's not like when you're in Batu and you're like, oh, I can see Buzz. This is ruined. Because, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, I mean, could it be a little bit better? I guess. But the land is so, – but, again, to do that, it would take away land usage in the land that would be things. It would just be like walkways where you couldn't see stuff. But they do a really good job um, when you're in the land again. Like, that's the only place you can really see out. Everything else, mm-hmm. like, you can't see out. They've done a good job of, like, putting shades down where you, you can't. Like, once you're in there, you're in there. You you don't. Like, you do. They do a good job of making you feel like you're on Batu. Okay. And we talk. And I know at one point Nate was saying that the idea or plan they had was to have, like, drones that would fly overhead to make it look like spaceships were, like, traveling. Because Batu is supposed to be, like, a oh, travel wow. port. Yeah. I think eventually as technology gets better that that will become an like aspect hologram. of it. Stuff? Well, the idea originally was actual drones. 
that would just look like ships coming in and like leave now that's if you could add that element to it it would be completely immersive like you'd be like oh wow i am on like batu right right as of right now they can't have drones flying over people okay so i think eventually there'll be the case they'll be able to do that maybe it is projection stuff but um that's really the only thing that was missing in terms of like a making you feel like you were actually like on another planet okay nice yeah that's pretty immersive uh okay tell me about um uh, photoshop photoshop not photoshop, photoshop. it's a program photo you can pass use. <laughs> it, were there any were there any photo pass opportunities yeah, so sometimes opening day they did not because I think it was just so crowded. They will have people right in front of the Millennium Falcon. Okay. They didn't. You could just get your own picture there. But they had a photo pass photographer set up. There's an area. So when you come to uh, Smuggler's Run and the entrance in front of you, there's a staircase to the left. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go up there and there's docking bay seven and there's like a little overlook spot where it's got chairs and stuff where you can sit. Okay. That spot right there is an kind of an elevated view of the Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. So they had photo photo pass photographers set up up there. Is that where you guys took a picture? Yes. Okay. Um, there was a line. There was probably like a good 15, 20 minute line for that on okay. opening day. But again, it's opening day. So sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite part of the land? Favorite part. Um, you know, I still, the, the Millennium Falcon is just cool. And I still enjoy the ride, even though my complaint being that I'm so competitive. Like if I and I realize too that I'm sure you would agree that I'm a control freak. So if I'm not in control, <laughs> she's yeah, she's looking. Um, I don't tend to enjoy it as much, but it was still awesome. Like to see the Falcon, be in the Falcon, like flying the Falcon, like stuff like that is very very Say cool. Falcon one more time. Falcon. <laughs> um, I would say that's sort of, yeah, I mean, that port, it's kind of like the centerpiece of it. Uh, but the small things, too, like like just in the land. I mean, the more, it, it, this is one of those places, the more you're in it, the more you roam around, the more stuff you're going to notice. Um, but, yeah, I, I you know, I still think that part was cool. Um, this, the antiquities shop was really kind of neat, that stuff they had in there. Uh, the cast members, honestly, were really cool, the way they kind of, like, interact yeah. with you and, and it's not like the the soldiers over in England where they don't break. Like they always have stone face and people try and mess with them. Right. I imagine people would do this with cast members here of trying to get them to like break character or something. But Okay. So here's a question too. Okay. All right. Say you're not a fan of Star Wars. You've been avoiding this land forever. You're, you, you're, going, you're not, you don't have any interest in going in. Someone like that, would you be able to persuade them to be able to experience the land? Like would they be interested enough in it without having seen the movies or... I, I think so. It's still like even if you did not know Star Wars, it would still be fun because it's like you're. Okay. They Disney does such a good job. And it's the same thing with like Pandora. Right. I I didn't care for Avatar, but I enjoy Pandora. They mm-hmm. the detailing of the land, all the immersiveness, all the stuff they do, the rides, like those are all the things that you will still like about galaxy's edge mm-hmm. even if you went there you've never seen a star wars movie you're gonna be like wow this is a really detailed land like this yeah. is really cool like the shops the marketplace the everything um the cast members you know if, if you're just into if you like theme parks and you like immersion like you would like this now okay it's one of those things too the more that you know star wars the little things that you'll pick up on aid and add to your enjoyment more but if you didn't know anything about it you would still enjoy it okay all right, this may be my last question. I might have another one, but okay. So, 
opening day, six in the morning, whatever, five in the morning, whenever you got in, it was busy. But was it that busy? Um, because we talked about for months, like it's oh, opening day is going to be crazy. You're not going to be able to get on the Millennium Falcon. It's going to be right hours and hours. So at one point, the wait time was 300 minutes for for smugglers for run. smugglers run. But there's no fast pass running. Right. You had the you also had the hurricane. The hurricane are coming. The hurricane are coming was was affecting things i don't think people there's a lot of people that didn't there were people that were canceling trips already at that point because of that because they weren't sure yeah um so i it was less busy well honestly the morning was about as busy i thought it was going to be opening day um now we went back the next day uh at 6 a.m they had Uh uh-huh or not the next not the very next day on friday saturday excuse me saturday you're right sorry um, and it was, it wasn't as busy then, but by then too, the hurricane was there sure. messing with stuff. So it wasn't sure. that busy because it said 90 minutes that morning to ride. We probably rode in like 45. Okay. We went back through single riders. There's something about single rider. I don't know if it's going to keep up. They tell you, um, well, first let me just say it was opening day was about as what I expected. The second time, third time we went, not as much, but again, you had the hurricane. So right, it's hard right. to say exactly like. You know, I think the hurricane played a pretty big role there. But if you do single rider, they'll tell you you're going to get split up. You're going to get split up. They didn't really do that. So when you get up there, you know, they first go to the party and say you had a party because each the ride takes six people. So you had yeah. a party of two and they'll be like, how many do you have? You say two or three. And they will like mix you in there and like keep you in your party still in single rider. Now, I don't know if that'll change or not, but single rider for us when we went through it took like 10 minutes. Okay. Now, the cast members were saying that it could be, like, opening day, they were like, it could be as long or longer than regular standby. I don't know if that's true. Um, We went and did single rider two more times. Each time we got through, it was in, like, 10, 15 minutes. Now, those times, we didn't get really to choose. Like, we, we, in those lines, you're probably not going to be pilot. You might. Some people said they did go through and they were pilot, but you're probably not. Um. But yeah, so I don't know if that's going to change, uh, but they don't really enforce to like they don't break you up essentially. Yeah. But that's something that just at this point, at least first week, to note that that we noticed. Okay, all right. I don't know if I have any more questions. You talked a lot about the land, and you know, I think I should go experience it for myself. I, I think you should. Maybe too. I should join you in your October trip. Well, it's a it's at this point it's a guy's trip. You can come. I'm just saying. I know it's a guy's trip, but I think I might. I mean, I think I might bring the the childrens. I think I might might bring the kids. And just get your like your own room. Yeah. You could get Rhonda to go with you. Probably, she'd probably come. I would be fine with that. I just I need to go back. <laughs> Jamie's, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it is one of those things like it. Going into it, like I had heard, I hadn't heard much. The nice thing about being so busy and having a newborn and things like that is, I hadn't heard a ton about the land. Mm-hmm. Heard a little bit. Uh, it, it it is really cool. It is, and it's Disney doing what they do well, which is immersing you into a land with details that you know. And I even heard a guy say he was on the phone in line. He goes, "You know," he was talking to somebody. He goes, "You know how much I love Harry Potter," but he's like, "They've won up Harry Potter big time over at Universal," and I would agree. I think the immersion. 
it's on a whole other level. And I think there's more stuff too. Like Rise of the Resistance is the main. That's the thing to keep in mind. Smuggler's Run is the number two ride in this land. Like the secondary attraction. Yes. It is yeah. the Navi River of this land. And <laughs> okay. it is a much better ride than Navi River. There you go. Rise of the Resistance is going to be incredible. The stuff that we're yeah. hearing about Rise of the Resistance is nuts. That's coming December 5th. Yes. When that opens. When that's open, um, it, it, that land, it's going to be rich, but it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Now, there's yeah. going to be more stuff they'll do in here. I think there's some parts in there that are set up to do shows. Uh, when you're on the resist, are you on the first order side? They have stormtroopers that are that are up top, like there's patrolling, looking around. Oh my god! They have stormtroopers walking around. They have like first order generals walking around. Ray walks around. Chewie walks around. But it wasn't a ton because I think it was so busy. Yeah. But there's a spot over there in the first order side where there's a Tie Fighter, which by the way, it's a real life size Tie Fighter and it's awesome. Um, and it lights up and does stuff. I can imagine over there. Um, oh, by the way, Kylo Ren also. He walks through crowds and looks for people and things. Um, I could see there being some sort of stage show with like Kylo Ren. So I think they're going to have a lot of street atmosphere in there that they haven't done yet, would be my guess. It seems like it's set up for it. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, so I mean, it was, yeah, it, it's just really cool. It really is. Now, at this point, it's not a full day thing. Okay. Good to know. I think once Rise is in there and they have the Fast Pass set up, I think Hollywood Studios probably then becomes a multi, like a two-day park. Okay. Because you're going to have – the way they'll do the Fast Pass is to, if you wanted to do everything, you probably wouldn't be able to do it in one day. Okay. Would be my guess. Well, I think I think that's all you wanted to say. Yeah? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Great. I don't, I don't think I have anything else to add. Great. Thanks for sharing all that stuff. Are you like angry, jealous at me? I'm not angry, just jealous. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jamie couldn't go on this trip, as, as you probably already but know. But I brought her back many gifts. Yeah, I got a backpack. I got a Star Wars shirt that I am wearing. If you're watching, you got, not listening, you got three shirts. I got another shirt. You got two mugs. I got, I got a, I got one mug. Well, I, okay, I got two. Yeah, you got two. And then you know, you got the, a droid. The baby got a little onesie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm not mad. I'm just jealous. I know. I know. Well, anyway. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing all that. Um, do um, do they drink coffee in, in Galaxy's Edge? You know they do. They do. But their coffee could use an upgrade, if, I, if I'm being honest. Okay. What what do, what do you think? What kind of upgrade? Well, if I was to be, if I was in charge of Galaxy's Edge, I'd be like, guys, we need Expedition Roasters in here because this is coffee out of this world. Oh, my god. That was terrible, that right? Was on purpose uh yes our awesome coffee sponsor expedition roasters who who sponsored us this week in galaxy's edge so we want to again say thank you for them thank you. um but yeah so we uh they they just came out with the pumpkin spice blend which i'm looking forward, forward to trying and um I, i'm I, I gotta i think the shipment should be here anytime but um but yeah so we had c team 20 as our as our deal but that was a one-time code so we rearranged that to where now it's c team 15 and it's 15 percent of every single order and um, there, that way you you know you can try one, you can do a sampler pack, whatever it is, and we get people all the time in the Facebook group posting their orders, so that that part's fun. So if you if you're in the group, feel free to do that because other people are asking all the time, what should I get? So if you've had it, you can kind of help people make a good decision. But uh, but yeah, so they're very happy with the response from from you guys. We just want to say thank you for that. So again, go to exhibitionroasters.com. Uh, promo code is CTM15. You save fifteen percent off of every single order. Boom. 
Boom. All right. Boom. Um, and also, like Jared mentioned, the Facebook group. If you're not a member of our Facebook group, Capture the Magic Community, go ahead and find us on Facebook and um, answer the questions, and and we'll uh, we'll let you in if you're if you're cool enough. No. If you answer the questions. Cool yeah. or not cool. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we're also on YouTube. So if you are not a subscriber to our channel there, we'd ask you to subscribe that. And, and there'll be tons of vlogs yes. and stuff coming from this past trip. So there'll yes. be a lot of content coming on that end. I'll try to find the time to edit them. I'll, I'll help out. <laughs> and do um, yeah. So that's about it. Yeah. Club 32 ctmvip.com. If you want to look yeah. at shirts, ctmshirts.com. Uh, yeah. That's all I've got. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. Thank you, Jared, for talking about Galaxy's Edge. You're welcome. <laughs> and as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye.